to the RoboCast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Sam Elliott, 64, and welcome to the RoboCast with myself and World of Woodrow. How are you doing, Jevon? I'm good. I'm good. We're missing Steve. We are missing Steve. He has some uh, family commitments to uh, yeah. be doing this weekend. All the best, uh, Steve. Yes, absolutely. And um, hopefully he's doing well. And we are joined by two team members from the same team. It's Alex Grant and Ginger Smith from Team Seems Reasonable and Tantrum this season. How are you doing, guys? Good, good, good. Thanks for having us on. No, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, I want to start with, before we get into talking about the robots themselves, how did you two find being put in front of the cameras? Because if I remember correctly, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Ginger, I know you've done a lot of the work on the Seems Reasonable YouTube channel before, and you've done things with Aaron and kind of done the whole explanation the videos post-fights for the, for a good while, but it's very different being in on national TV in front of the camera. And how have you found it? <laughs> I think it's been a super fun experience, definitely being on camera at BattleBots is a totally different ball game than sitting in front of my computer and chatting with Aaron. So that was definitely a change. I have really enjoyed having Alex as my co-captain. We've known each other for a few years now. So um, I just felt like we had really natural chemistry and like worked well together. I think the big thing for us was seems reasonable as such a diverse team. We really wanted to demonstrate the sort of vast, um, group and community that we have. And so having both of us as captains was a big part of that as well. So um, it's been really rewarding to see it and hopefully it's coming across in the show as well. Yeah, it definitely has been. It's been very, like the chemistry is very clear. Like it's, it's not just, you know, the fact that you've been kind of been chosen at random. It's, it's very like, you know, it seems like you're enjoying yourselves at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. Uh, it is funny because like, you know, I, I, Ginger and I have both been on Seems Reasonable since the beginning, you know, season three. And so, uh, I won't speak for Ginger, but I'm more of a, you know, shy type. So like, if you go through the old fights and stuff, I'm always off to the side. I'm not in the front of the cameras, <laughs> but, uh, coming into this year, like we needed somebody to take on not only the, uh, like camera roles here, but also like the technical roles. And so, uh, you know, Aaron has shiny object syndrome. He's going to go work on blip more. <laughs> right. And granted, he still worked on tantrum a lot and vice versa. Like we all worked on both robots. But somebody needed to take ownership of the uh, tantrum, right? Um, otherwise, there was a good chance that nothing would have happened with it, and we would have just brought blip this year. And so, uh, taking on that leadership role, Ginger and I uh, decided to get tantrum in the arena, right, and in front of the cameras <laughs> and dealing with that. But uh, I was I was terrified, by the way, in the, <laughs> at least the first interviews, right? So the first interviews were. Like they cut almost everything on my side because I was, yeah, I was a, a little bit of a mess. But after we got that first win, it was uh, the it was Jitters were shook. Yeah. <laughs> not, not all good, but okay, better. it was it was less better. bad, less bad. We'll say okay. that. Yep. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about tantrum first of all. Obviously, your side of things, more or less. Um, I want to ask you the same question we asked um, the Shatter team last week. How did you guys feel about having just the two fights? Because I know a lot. Of, a lot's been made of it online. You know, certain teams getting two fights, certain teams getting three. It's a conversation that seems to be an arcing for the longest amount of time. Really? Um, yeah. Um, so, what was your kind of reaction to finding out? Okay, we're in the bracket. That's great, but you only get two fights. I think it sort of depends on how far we end up going in the bracket. Almost on the one hand, it's disappointing that we didn't get necessarily a better seed because. 
if we had the opportunity to prove ourselves with third robot, maybe we would have seated higher. Maybe we wouldn't have. I think it's just hard to know, to be honest. Um, and if we get eliminated early, then obviously it sucks to not have as many fights. But then maybe if we go really far, then it's nice to sort of not have as much damage. So truly, I think it's hard to tell. I don't really have like a good answer. I don't know, Alex, what you're. Yeah. Is. Yeah. Like the hindsight 2020 stuff, like what you're saying, is like you, you never know until after the, the rest of the tournament shakes out because you don't know. Like how many, first of all, like how many of your fights are going to make it to TV? That's super duper important for a lot of people. And having at least a minimum of three opportunities to make it to TV um, is, I think, uh, really important for the show. Um, and moving forward, I think everybody should have at, at the same number of fights. It doesn't have to be three. It doesn't have to be four. Whatever the number is, everybody, like I do think, should have the same number of fights. And that, that's kind of where... Uh, it's, it's kind of like a, I mean, it's double-edged sword for everybody, right? Like you, you have less damage, you, um, have less opportunities to go and prove yourself to the, uh, uh, selection committee, but that, uh, from my perspective, uh, I was a bit disappointed because, uh, it feels like, it feels more gamey than like less of a sport when people all don't have the same, uh, preseason, yeah. right? Um, and it, it's not, it wasn't explicitly made clear at the beginning. So there wasn't like a discussion of, oh, you're going to get a buy if you get two wins and you're already in the tournament, but that's clearly also not the case. And so it's, it's, it's one of those things that I hope going into the future, um, they schedule around and make sure that everybody does get the same number of fights. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, in the future, fingers crossed, they will either limit the amount of competitors so that they can fit all of the fights into the time that they're given or have longer time to film all of the fights they need for a bigger field. I would prefer, well, e either of those over this year's um, mess. A, a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you're not sitting. You're not no. sitting in a tent for two weeks getting shot That's by the true. tables. That is yeah. very true. I'm not. I'm not dealing with uh, electrocution on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting one, and I think it's uh, interesting what you said, uh, Ginger. That you know the teams that got two fights didn't get as high a seed i think if if you're given an in to the to the round of 32 at two fights and you're saying you're good enough to get into the to the bracket as you are having a mid table seeding is is really strange to me so especially if you've been as tantrum was top four machine last year should be up there realistically speaking as With one the of the top and tier bots. Like that. Yeah. yeah it's it is strange to me um, I mean, sorry. Go. I mean, I, I'm still like really happy with like how we seated and like our place mm. in the bracket. Like, I just want to make that clear. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm not, <laughs> you know, Jay, right, before the, right before the seedings came out, I was like, I, I just want to be top 10. I don't think, you know, anything beyond that is like, you know, that far out, but yeah, I was like, well, I want to be top 10 and then to be eked out by one spot is like, ah, I think was yeah. it really, you wanted to be above Aaron. Is that what it is? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's because Blip bumped us out. That's yeah, what happened. Rude. Yeah, rude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to ask about you the first two fights that you had before we crack on um, and talk about Blip a little bit as well. Wasn't all smooth sailing, um, especially that Lucky fight. Does that kind of catch you by surprise? Because I think Lucky has caught everyone by surprise this season, how good it was. Ginger? <laughs> um, I think that I guess we, Alex and I jokingly have this motto that's um, trust the process <laughs> and I love it, but it's not the most popular with our whole team. And I think 
Tantrum's ability to sort of be like the bot that just keeps chugging is really captured in that fight where, um, you know, we do our best, we turn the bolts, we get Tantrum, you know, sort of as tip top shape as we can. And I think what happens in the box, at least for me, is a bit of a blur, like Dylan and Brian do a great job driving. I try to encourage them. Alex sort of lets them know how the clock is running. And um, I mean, gosh, I don't know. (laughs) To be honest, I don't have like a good answer. I think... um, yeah, I mean, expanding on the uh, the like in the arena fight stuff, like we're asking about the lucky fight specifically here. Um, the one thing that I really like about Tantrum, right, and one thing that I fight for uh, in the design process early on was that Tantrum, uh, like you don't have to be afraid of degrees of freedom, I guess is what I was always kind of like of the opinion of, because we had like a static uh, or our streamac right in season four was those like spikes and stuff. It didn't work very well at all, right? And we lost uh, a lot of fights because of that, both with boxing champ and uh, um, tantrum. And so, you know, adding an extra streamac, having the punching mechanism, sometimes helps you out. And in the case of the lucky fight, like I actually wasn't worried at all during the fight about getting off that shelf, right? Uh, I think you, you know, I'm sure you've like looked into it, saw what's on like the internet and everything. Um, about how uh, Mark uh, and uh, shoot, what's the driver's name again? Uh, we forget this every week as well. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're so we're so complimentary of him. And it's just like I can't remember the yeah. guy's name. Dang it! He's such an, he's awesome. I, I he's one of like the, he's one of the, he's I think the my favorite new person that I met this year. He was he's just a pleasure to talk to, and he was so excited about like even those like the the some of the, like the mundane things. Um, like we gave him like the sprocket that he, they broke, right? And he didn't realize that people give each other parts after the uh, fight. Mm. And so like, it's like giving a, you know, somebody like, yeah, it's like giving somebody a Christmas present. Whereas like, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, by the way, like, you know, here, 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 Ray, here, Ray Billings, like here, have a fist. And it's just like, ah, awesome. I'll add it to my collection. But like when, when we gave him that little sprocket, his eyes lit up more than I think anybody else. That we, oh. Is it? Yeah. And then and then he gets and then he gets Lucky's blade or not Lucky's blade uh blade sorry blade 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 <laughs> right and uh, he he comes over and he's like holy sh <laughs> like you can't awesome. swear it's okay you can't swear yeah <laughs> okay okay all right thank you thank you uh, yeah but yeah so we had the degrees of freedom for those instances right and so like the puncher was going to get us off and if that wasn't then the it was uh, on the sort of pivoty section as well that was eventually right. going to push you off and exactly. Yeah. I think that's why they. It, there's a moment where they are sort of almost showboaty celebrating and realise where you are and see, okay, they're coming down and in we go again. Yeah, they, um, they went for they went for the right call, 100%. They got a free shot and if uh, at that point our self rider sprocket, or sorry, our self rider wasn't going to work because the sprocket was broken already at that point. If he got us upside down at any point after that for the rest of the match, we would have lost. So driver is either David Kennedy, Matt Bailey. Robert uh, Frankovich. It's 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 Olson. Matt. Matt, oh, Matt, Matt Bailey. Olson. Lovely. That, oh. Er, oh, Matt Olson. Matt yeah, Olson. Matt Olson. Yeah. I see him further down. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll just touch him a little bit. I, I want to talk a little bit about Blip as well because obviously, as you mentioned, you could both have kind of an overarching team among you know seems reasonable. It's, it's not just you know you guys work on Tantrum, another group work on Blip. It's kind of one big society, if you like, working on the pair of them. How surprised were you that it worked? That Blip has worked as well as it has done until this point. Was was there any like inkling you're thinking, oh my god, we're three and zero with this? Like, what's going on? Yeah, I think that's the sort of the magic of the team that we've been able to put together. I think Aaron is 
one of the most creative and genius people that I know. And he has these amazing ideas, um, but it takes more than one person, I think, to tackle such an advanced project. And so we have team members like the blip weapons operator, Brian Culver, who, you know, just gets really into detailed design. And we have Dylan and Alex and I mean, Brian Silverman, we have all these people, you know, people that do electronics, people that do sort of more of the receiver battery power. Um, there's manufacturing, like there's so much. Um, and I think um, other people have sort of talked about the shift between sort of battle bots used to be like very much like a garage sport, a one man thing. Um, you know, people can do it from their home. And I think what we've sort of tried to do is model it after the first robotics, more of like the formula style team where um, it's people have specialties, people have roles and people have things that they are fully responsible for. And that allows us to tackle, I think, more complex and more um, difficult challenges um, because of that model. Um, and I <laughs> didn't spend as much time with Blip as other people have. Um, and for me, I was, I was definitely nervous. Um, I think when you know, Alex mentioned we've been with Tantrum since season three and that first season didn't go as really anybody wanted it to. And so you have a sort of a lot of hype, a lot of excitement, and you don't really get an opportunity to test in the box. Truly, you don't. Um, and so I was personally very nervous. I think Aaron might say otherwise, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. That's my take, I guess. Yeah, and, uh, and I'll add, like, uh, we get asked sometimes, like, okay, you have 16 people on your roster right we have a huge team uh who actually does the work right <laughs> you know is it everybody like what's what's going on there and i can confidently say that between the two robots that like if everybody wasn't involved like it, this wouldn't have happened and so so you ask you know were we surprised uh no not not necessarily because we had the people that would make it work and then also like we had a horrible season season three with a flipper and we know how bad it gets at filming if you have a robot that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we did make a very conscious decision early on of what is our bar? So, like we have a bar, like how good is the flipper? Basically, we know the drivetrain is going to be good. But like if the flipper is below a certain bar, we are not going to take it. And in testing, we got past that bar and we're confident enough to show up. And so at that point that I, I wasn't actually that surprised. Uh, I am ecstatic that we made it three and zero, right? Like mm. you, you know, you never, you can never go into a competition saying I'm going to go undefeated. You know, anyone who says they're going to win the giant nut on day one is unless you're you Ray know. Billings, you know, it, it, you yeah. can't, can't get away with well, it. Right? Even even yeah. now, Ray yeah. Billings cannot yeah. confidently no, say I, it. I would say yeah, yeah. Battle bots, combat robotics is is a huge part of it. Is like not random chance. Everything you do is trying to like. It's good fortune. Like, there is good yeah. fortune. There is involved. a certain element yeah. of luck to to everything working for you and, and everything plan planning out how you'd expect it to. Right. So to make it through the like three preliminary fights and then what is it five, five or six, mm. uh, round of thirty two fights to win the nut. If anybody tells you that they're going to win eight matches in a row, like <laughs> it's a big big uphill battle. Yeah, for definitely. Anyone. Definitely. Yeah. So. Hmm. Well, we'll get to the, the two fights you had a little bit later on, but of course, we will start from the very beginning of the episode. And if you haven't watched it, click off now, go and watch it. You know what to do by now, surely. And if you listen to this, why are you, why are you listening to this if you haven't seen it anyway? But we'll we'll, we'll gloss over that. They're here for the, the, the pre-ramble talk. Exactly, about of course. They, they've finished listening to the podcast now and they're off. Yeah, that's what everyone wants to listen to. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, fight number one. 
was of course oh, that's not fight number one. Oh my god there we go fight number one was the play-in yeah the, the f- right place for the play-in match for this week anyway maybe i i still think <laughs> youtube for play-ins to really sort of g up the episode and say this is the play-in now watch the episode whoa it's amazing but no they've, they've put this in at, at this point and sure and hydra worked it did finally properly for the first time this all season. season i would say yeah it <sighs> worked effectively yeah it was it was it's Hydra's just something nice in the arena to watch. Like, you know, much much like Blipper, we'll get to a bit later. I'm like, it's just watching Hydra do its thing and, like, annoy their opponents and just kind of keep keep Defender off the floor like it did. And I, I know full well that Jake had some pent-up aggression against the Vasquez's after <laughs> last year. So he, yeah. he really took it out on, on poor old Jason and Defender. That said, he was... Uh, so I watched the, the post-fight video that he put out... Uh, <laughs> I think it was earlier today I watched it. Yeah, it was, yeah. And it's just going through every flip and it's like, that's a miss, and that's a miss, and that's a miss. <laughs> and there I got one, and there I missed again. <laughs> he's, he's very aware of, of his own shortcomings, and, and I know he, he works hard to get Hydra working to full potential because oh, this thing could be really brutal in a, in a perfect scenario, as we yeah. saw in this fight, really. Yeah. Poor Jason, right. though. <laughs> I mean, Yeah, yeah. You know, you think, oh yeah, one, two, and one. I might, I might get into the bracket here. Oh no, I've got to play it against def- against Hydra. You know, of all- uh, yeah, that's the worst. The, that's the worst draw. I think that of the entire bracket, in my opinion, is like, yeah, getting drawn against Hydra as defender. Like, yeah. <laughs> like but, so you what- look at these lovely pictures of of Hydra, and it's got nothing on the sides, and you think, well, Jason, he's a reasonably good driver. He could get under there. No, of course not. It has the skirt pieces. Mm-hmm. He sees you coming. Yeah, definitely. He knows what's going on. Yeah, and of course, you know, Jake chatting a lot of smack to the camera afterwards as well. You know, oh, the shelf, this is why I can't. <laughs> I don't, this is why the shelf, shelf is sucks. bad. This is why the yeah. shelf sucks, yeah. Because oh, I God. can't finish playing with my toys. Yeah. Although yeah. I like the fact that he refers to that as the upper deck, but above the tripods as the shelf in his uh, in his breakdown of the, the fights and everything. That's mm. the true shelf, the base shelf that you've got to get your robot up <laughs> on, on the onto tripod. the tripod. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's the that's the next goal. If you get someone up there, that's that's an auto win, surely. Yeah. Um, I, I always wonder, you know, Jerry. what is going to happen. Like that that camera, I think, is the most expensive camera in the entire uh, arena, because that's the one that has, that has the full gimbling, mm. and it's yep. got no protection, right? So, so <laughs> one come, day, come that day, yep. Someone's going to have a very big bill. Expensive afterwards. day for BattleBots. Definitely, Correct. definitely. Um, it's a shame for Defender, you know, that they had a decent season, two wins with a. I know they're an experienced team, but it's a new robot, and new robots always come with those kind of gremlins that you don't really expect. And the fact that they've won two fights against robots with beginning with R, but lost one against one beginning with R, mm. is cool. But Hydra is just very good, and the fact that Jake got it working, not much you can say really. Defender is a really cool robot, but seemingly quite complicated i mean there's the six different systems for running weapons or self-writing or whatever yeah it's it's a lot going on to to wrap your mind around that is is incredible on the first part but it must be quite complicated for when you're trying to drive evasively you're going and press that and press that and press that (laughs) trying to work everything at the same time to try and get it back down back under uh it's 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 tricky but yeah difficult matchup very difficult Hmm. fight number two was Yeti and Cobalt. Ouch. My God. Ouch. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <Much. right. clears throat> I mean, 
I, I was actually listening to Behind the Pots there a couple days ago, and they meant they were interviewing Greg Gibson. He kind of highlighted the fact that he probably wouldn't come back to BattleBots in the future himself, uh, because he was kind of irritated by the number of one-hit kill machines. I think is what he described it as. I think Cobalt fits the bill pretty nicely for that because it 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 didn't really, you know, at that point, you know, I, I was really enjoying the driving of yes, you know, using the forks to kind of keep Cobalt away and kind of at a distance and not able to hit it. And then as soon as Matt Maxim was able to get one decent connection. Yeah, it's, it's when he gets night. around that side, isn't it? And you see there's a moment where the entire side of Yeti is just peeled into the wheels and it's come away from the chassis and you're like, oh, that's not going very well for them. Not at all. I think yeah. for, for us, um, if we sort of looking at it from the round of 16, we were like, gosh, if we get through Rotator, we have to fight the winner of Cobalt versus Whiplash. And I think either way, we were not necessarily looking forward to that. And especially after this <laughs> fight, seeing just how vicious um, they were to Yeti, it was like, oh God, <laughs> the road ahead is long. Right. <laughs> this, fight was, this fight was fun to watch. <laughs> I guess, right. eerie perhaps. Yeah, definitely. Right. And it's interesting to hear Greg uh, talk about that, right? You know, because I also watched the uh, Behind the Bots podcast and uh, they had a great interview about talking about, you know, the one hitter quit one hitter robots and stuff. And it's interesting to think like, you know, where did our, because uh, I don't, I don't think of that issue being present for tantrum or blip, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, we don't think about like, oh, we're scared of the one hitters because uh, like, that's what we designed for. And so it's interesting to think about like where did the design decision like deviate there with us and like Yeti and so like tantrum being a brick like we want the one hitter critters to like hit us because then they die right like that's the that was like the design intent right from the beginning is to make a really well armored robot and uh, I love Yeti like it is an awesome robot to watch and mm. the fact that again I, I'm I'm a bit of a showman I like to see the uh, the the forks, the articulated forks stay around, right? As everyone else like gets rid of them, like having extra degrees of freedom just makes it so much more interesting to watch. And so uh, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting to see that whole discussion happening. Cause yeah, I don't want my robot to get destroyed one match and then I'm done with a $15,000 bill. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, the thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's an expensive thing to happen, especially, you know, we've seen it happen twice to Yeti this season. You know, Mad Catter earlier in the yep. season did the same yep. thing and Cobalt's scary. I, I, again, you know, we, we spoke to Pete Abramson for the preview for the 32, and he mentioned his little interview that or kind of segment with Cobalt's weapon, the kind of the the little teeth where it lifts up an opponent just so, and then then comes the big Brings tooth. The and, big tooth. Yeah, terrifying. It's a really clever design. I know the whole Cobalt team, both past, present, and future, uh, did an AMA the other day, and I implore you to go and have a read through because there's some really interesting stuff um, over on Reddit. So yeah. Uh, but Dave Mould, Sam Smith were there, and as well as the uh, Robotic Death Company. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, did did you guys go to China as well with with Boxing Champ? And would you have seen Tungsten at the time? <laughs> this season, Alex, you're muted. But the season that we went, they were not there. Okay. Um, but Alex yeah. and I did go with Aaron okay. to China. Yeah. Yep. Not yeah, yeah. Sure. They, they 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 got the because they won the whole thing, right? They, they, they won. This is fighting robots. This is fighting, robots. This is fighting yeah. robots. Yeah, yeah. But then they did not show up to KOB2. No, no which I is where, it was over. where we went. There was a payment dispute. dispute. Money yeah, and, there was yeah, a payment yeah. dispute. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, follow, following season there, Sam. Yeah. The, okay. uh, 
1.5 to 2. I, I've not watched any of the Chinese. I watched the first season of King of Pots and that's it. And then You need to. I know, watch the fight edits. I know. I, I, I need to. I need to set aside like a, a weekend or something and go through them all because I know there's some good stuff out there, but I haven't got around to it at the moment. Right. Um, yeah, Cobalt's terrifying. I think that's enough said, really. <laughs> yeah, I really hope we see Yeti again in uh, the bounties that may or may not be happening. They're happening. We know this. Jeff, we know this. <laughs> I'm, I'm winking furiously into the camera. Okay, uh, right. <laughs> um, yeah, the oh, it's, it's honestly one of the robots that you could put in the bounty like slot of mm. just this is your target, and it would be a difficult matchup because on on a good day, Yeti is kicking ass, basically. Definitely. Yeah, it's good to see it back, and uh, hopefully, we do see Yeti in some form in the future. Yeah, I think it's before we do go on. What we've got this season of Yeti is more than we ever expected as well. As mm-hmm. we spoke previously, Yeti was retired. Greg had mm-hmm. finished with the sport and then all of a sudden Yeti's back this year. And uh, thank you very much to him and Christian Carlsberg for bringing it because it's been really awesome to see it back in action. Definitely. Yep. Can't agree more. Um, fight three was uh, a bit of a shocker. I mean, or was it? Was it? it? I mean, was it? <laughs> I mean, the higher seed won, but you still, you always got to back Ray, haven't you? Like, you know, you always know that some somewhere deep down, there's like a little element of doubt where you're like, oh, he's going to win this, isn't he? Like, you always, you can never count him out. Um, this was, so the the way I predicted this fight going was more akin to Bite Force versus Tombstone of 2019. Mm. However, the one key difference is that Jackpot isn't Bite Force. It's um, not. And uh, it has two years of experience behind it instead of Bite Forces now. Well, it would have been four many back many, then. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Jackpot did take some sizable damage in this fight. Uh, they were showing the damage off behind the scenes afterwards, which had me concerned we were going to see a second glitch uh, because they were really leaning into the idea that, oh, they've taken a lot of damage. I wonder if they'll be able to get back in time. Well, it's, it's the fact that, you know, the fact that Tombstone did not touch that top panel, the fact that all that energy caused that top panel to come off the way it did, like, the amount of energy that must have gone through that robot's frame for the... I mean, I can't remember who who it was, one of the uh, jackpot team, I think it might have been Jeff, because it's very much his kind of brand. He called it, like, the... You know, the sign flippers at the side of the road? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's what he called jackpot in that fight, where, you know... (laughs) There is a lovely shot where you can just see the sponsors on it, like, in perfect clarity. (laughs) It just in the middle of the air. It's it's so good. Um, but yeah, I mean, credit to the team. I mean, what a what a story, you know? A robot built for, in roboteering terms, next to nothing, mm. and it's just beaten Tombstone. Like it's it's crazy. It is crazy to see. And um, yeah, it's I'm, great I'm to see on the as the home team as well. Mm. I mean, you it, you got to love to see the home team doing well. And then they're the only home team this time. There's not a fleet of Californians. <laughs> ripping up the strip and uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Good. it's good fun Jackpot being the, the only defender of Vegas and all of the others coming to get the crown hmm. one thing I will ask though from a blip point of view which would you have preferred? I think we would have preferred Tombstone just, just looking Ooh. at it right now um, and entirely because uh it's funny, we, at filming, uh, I think we were the second fight. We were in the very first, in all of the filming, right? We were, like, the very first section 
and I think we were right after Tombstone versus Captain Shredderator. And so that was the image that was ingrained in my head for the rest of the competition, right? Mm-hmm. It was Tombstone hitting Captain Shredderator and bursting into flames. <laughs> and so that the obviously people can work things out during the competition. But uh, yeah, like the Tantrum and Blip are designed to take on horizontals. And, you know, getting some revenge after our season three uh, fight, you yeah, know, definitely. Is, is also a lot of fun. Definitely. Um, the the defisting was something special, wasn't it? And uh, yeah, it would, it would have been nice to kind of get that payback like, and also show the evolution of of yourselves because I, I think was that the team's first heavyweight when, like way back when. Uh, that was the team's first combat robotic in general. <laughs> so so, so, they, so there you go. Like you know, it kind of shows the evolution right. of of yourselves going from you know a robot put in there as a almost like a sacrifice to Tombstone because Tombstone hadn't had enough fights that season or something. I don't know. To fight, fight, fighting them on like level playing field, like it's yeah. It's it's quite cool. It's quite cool. I think um, yeah. it's sort of funny. We did an interview at one point where producers said, "Like, how does it feel to be seen as a joke bot and then be seen in the worst <laughs> bot now?" And like, the really, really said that. And I was like, "Oh, you know, it's pretty cool." <laughs> so, the jokes on them now, I think. Big, right? Big, big <laughs> joke bots going deep into the tournament, undefeated. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> oh man. It must feel pretty uh, good going back to that now. Yeah. Um, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But as it is, you won't get the chance. It's it's jackpot. Um, it is jackpot. What what do you reckon? Is that kind of unnerving a little bit? Go, you know, let's let's play a bit of hypothetical. What was kind of the the thinking after that? Because you know, Blip's done well so far. It's been, it has fought avert at this point, but Lockjaw kind of didn't really get a chance to show what it could do. This jackpot. This is the well. bot that beat Lockjaw last mm. season. So. Uh... Yeah, right. Uh, it's a vertical spinner. You have to always be worried about them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what, especially once you pass a threshold of, like, energy level, which Jackpot clearly has, mm-hmm. uh, you always have to be scared of a vertical spinner, no matter how much you prepare. Um, and so, yeah, going against Jackpot, we were, you, were, you know, a bit scared. and uh, But we are prepared. Again, that's the thing, like, that's always the in the back of our minds. Like, okay. We have a contingency for this. We have a spreadsheet that says what our setup should be ideally against them unless things change, right? And then we prepared this like before the event even started. And so it's it's just kind of thinking through again, all right, do we make the right call back then? And let's go ahead and execute. Yeah. And so... There you go. I'm, I'm so thrilled that Blip is making such a deep run. It's uh, so cool. But also kudos to Jackpot, who go one stage further than last year. They did. Um, yep. Steps in the right direction, always. Definitely. Fight number five. Let's hope I don't double click. I didn't. It's Black Dragon and Mad Catter. This is, I think, I kind of describe this as one of three fight of the season contenders in yep. this episode. Um, and this is the first one of those. Yeah. This what was an unbelievable fight. <laughs> it's just. Absolute banger. I, it's the only fight from this week and from most of the weeks that i've still got the photo uh that was taken of, of just it's like a scene from an action movie there's a flame ball going off behind them or in front of them i guess um and just ah oh, it's so cool and this was such a coin toss of a decision it ah oh, so so cool i um i spoke yeah. to calvin uh, a little bit again this week about this fight and the post they posted um yesterday the day before makes me a little bit sad it makes me wonder Hmm. Would this have influenced the judges if they kind of 
were a bit more careful. So apparently the reason why Mad Catter wasn't driving correctly or wasn't, you know, fully in control, their lifter was too low to the floor and their front two wheels were off the off the floor and they drove perfectly in the test box afterwards. And I do wonder if the judges thought they've got two damaged wheels and they can't drive correctly, when yeah. in reality that wasn't the case. And I suppose it's a lesson learned. It's a weird setup for Mad Catter as well. The kind of the the asymmetrical. I mean, it, it was Sebastian the cat, wasn't it? It was indeed Sebastian the cat, the uh, the wonderful stray with one eye, um, oh, who's still looking for a it, home. It was working um, to an extent. They were that long wedge was holding Black Dragon back, and whenever you looked at when Mad Catter was in control of the fight, it was that long wedge that was underneath, doing really really well. So, yeah, this this, this was a really close one. Uh, really, really close one, and um, I think just functionally, Mad Catter seemed to be not quite as as good as Black Dragon at the end of it. So Black Dragon perhaps taking more damage points. Yeah, well, it, it was. I mean, we've seen since that the um, the judges' cards have been released. I think uh, to BattleBot supporters, and I think one of the judges actually gave Black Dragon the full the more damage points than Mad Catter, which surprised me because. There was a massive, massive gash in the front of the wedge for Black Dragon, and both the forks were off. And one of the kind of, if you, I'm going to kind of circle it with my mouse, if you, I don't know if you can see it, the kind of weapon supports they were also hanging off too. Mm. I mean, the whole weapon was cracked. There was a whole section. Yeah, it was so like if you see some of the pictures from the team's social media pages, like they are so damaged. And you know, it's a it's a testament again to the um, the power that Mad Catter has this season, but wasn't to be this time, and they go out at the same stage they did last year in the in the round of 32. I don't know what you guys thought. Like, what, yeah. watching, watching watching on, were you kind of, like, surprised at the judge's decision, or what do you think? Uh, I I could see it going either way. There's a lot of fights this year that I could see going either way, and this is, this is again, one of them, and uh, it's always a blur, because, like, as a builder, some, like, you know, I, I don't have as much time to, like, go and delve into the, like, uh, post by Calvin. I didn't know that was out there, right? And so I'm like, oh, I'm now I'm curious. I'm going to go look at that one. Uh, but like, uh, as a builder, you're worrying about your robot, whether it's at the competition or like right now, we're, you know, designing robots for next year. And so it's like, you don't get as much info out there. And so it's interesting to see uh, the post-match stuff that you're, you know, you're chatting about. And uh, uh, it's, it was a really close fight. I could see it going either way. I think they got their call right. I think they did. Yeah. Um, in this case, um, and so it's it's just a matter of uh, also like perceived damage. So obviously they took the forks off, right? That is objective damage and a redu- yeah. reduction in functionality. But like as you'll see later, like you know, with gashes in the armor, is that reduced like a reduced functionality? Mm. It's only a reduced functionality if like you know, it happens again or right like you you still have the rest of the armor around it and and so. It's interesting to obviously interpret the rules judges as you would. Mm. Yeah. So, but I do think I, you did mention earlier that uh, there's like the functionality aspect too, like of their forks being on the ground. Mm. I, I do think that, and while they do request it sometimes about the uh, functionality test after a match, mm-hmm. right? I think that it should be standard. I think that you should be asked to go to your square at the end of a match, right, after everyone's done showboating and everything, <laughs> but that the robot should go back to the uh, square and that they should go through a full functional and demonstrate it, and that's just the the bar that everybody has at the end of a match. 
So yeah, I don't remember which fight it was in. Um, and I, they don't usually show this part of sort of like driving to the edge of the box and being carried out. But I remember I think in one of the fights we had, um, definitely I was like, okay, show both the weapon a little, you know, as we drive over, you know, punch a little, <laughs> like it works, <laughs> like, you know, we've got some functionality. So I agree with Alex and that being able to demonstrate that. Mm, yeah. I think that's what might have cost my cancer. But credit to Black Dragon, you know, they, they didn't die. You know, a solid, I mean, as we all know, the, the most solid to. machine. <laughs> and they've never been knocked out, ever. No. Which is crazy to me. Like, they've been here three seasons now and fought pretty much high-end opposition in every fight. So it's it's an astounding achievement. Uh, well, we'll move on to our second one of the fight of the season contenders and i i this is, this is definitely up there I, this is this oh. is every flipper driver's perfect match scenario because it just worked supremely well for the full three minutes just showing that it, this is the difference between the pneumatic flippers and what blip does in that the power doesn't reduce as the fight goes on if anything it can get better well, and better and better i was i was thinking because you know, I, I've you know driven heavyweights over here. You know, my my team doing a Death Flamingo is a fairly regular runner on the UK live circuit. And for those that don't know, the UK live circuit is full of flippers. And I I had a lot of sympathy for Valkyrie in this fight because I'm used to being you know been used to being thrown around. Like a fight with Michael Oates, right? Yeah, literally. <laughs> you know, fighting Eruption or you know whoever it is. Um, talk us through it because this was just unbelievable to watch. It's just it was the best. Like Valkyrie just died in an instant. The, the spinner hit it and just went, oh no. <laughs> and then it just continued to oh no around the arena. Yeah, talk us through it. Uh, so, trying to remember it, because, you know, you, you have to remember we were sitting there queued up for our match. And so, uh, while we're watching their fight, we're just, I think we were right in the tunnel at this in this match, right? So, we were in the tunnel queued up, so you, we didn't have the best view. But uh, pre-match, uh, you know, again, we had our configuration already set. And so we knew what we had to do going in. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let Aaron later. I think in uh, another time he'll, he'll, he'll chat more about this one. But one of my favorite moments about this was uh, obviously we know that blip gyros, right? Mm -hmm. So when the flywheel spinner, which you can't see, uh, is up to speed, uh, blip gyros and does wheelies. So when you're turning one direction versus the other, because uh, we have a horizontal uh, spinner. So instead of picking up a side left and right, it picks up front and back. Mm -hmm. um, and so in all of our preliminary matches, both from a uh, let's see what the robot can do, but also a uh, intentional maybe deception, we uh, wanted to show that the robot wheelies a lot. <laughs> and it appears that that was uh, a successful uh, deception in that uh, we don't have to run the flywheel. No. Right? We don't have to have the flywheel up to speed. And, you know, that's why a lot of our fights are kind of disappointing at the beginning. Um, and it was, you know, slowly revving up. It's a slow you know, burner. In there. Mm. Yeah, it's a slow burner. And so once the weapon died, it's like, all right, ramp it up. You know, take that yeah. dial up to 11. But uh, early on, it's just a control bot. And it is extremely well demonstrated here so yeah and uh, credit to valkyrie too for i think sitting through all 18 or so but <laughs> in some ways giving us the opportunity to go after him more and chase after him that was really fun i, think right. I don't think there's yeah, i don't think the drive died the whole time so 
That, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Fred just walked off at the end. He was, I think he had enough at that point. Wasn't yeah, he? He was like, like, what? I put the controller down. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> I've heard of Flight of the Valkyries, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it never changes sides. <laughs> it was, right. it was just um, like nonstop. Like it, it was almost disrespectful, but it was great. I loved it. <laughs> you know, the, the most destructive robot of last year. Nah, I'm good. It's fine. <laughs> Up. Bye. Right. Fantastic. What a, Amazing exhibition! Like it, it's kind of unfair to call it a fight. It was it was three minutes of bullying from from Blip. Oh, um, not with a face like that! You can't say that about Blip. Oh, I, I, could, I could never! I could never! I love Blip. It's wonderful. A bully. <laughs> uh, but again, this that's now a top sixteen spot for for Blip. Um, and still undefeated. And still undefeated. Though. And it, it what a crazy crazy robot and season! It's just unbelievable. Yep. I know. Yeah. It was a, we we chat frequently with um ryan from the spinner proof podcast and uh he has said that might be his favorite robot fight of all time as a demonstration well. of just like driving excellence weapon excellence it was just all there and like yeah, yeah. you know valkyrie's not a slouch you know they, they got a top 16 last year they you know they were you know destroyed rotator right. in that amazing fight and you know the fact that blip just kind of went no, there I'm is good. a moment where Valkyrie lands on the upper deck and just sits there and goes, they can't touch us here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go back in. I don't know, I reckon Blip could have gyroed over and, and sent itself Yeah, up just there. sent it up there and just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. hello. <laughs> there is no escape. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's back. <laughs> Still after me. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it was a, a great demonstration of, of Blip and the technology and the differences, right? They, they did outline, I really appreciate when they kind of like talk about it a lot in the season, but they really outlined it here in that like mm. we we sort of have unlimited flips. I mean, it's it's there's like limitations, obviously battery, and then also the life of the uh, twisted cord actuator, mm. right? Um, but uh, and I, and I personally was a little surprised we made it that many flips through the match mm-hmm. uh, with that twisted cord actuator that quickly and that quick of succession because uh, the biggest thing that we're fighting is the heat generated by the twisted cord actuator and so when you have it contracting and uh you know uh relaxing constantly over you know a second of a, a cycle time uh it was probably pretty warm after that fight <laughs> it's, it's covered in grease isn't it it is covered in grease. horribly red grease so when yeah. you open it up it looks like an absolute murder scene <laughs> at some point you know at some point blip will get destroyed in the future or at, you know at some point we're gonna see just it'll it's, be it's too like that old story <laughs> it'll be too gruesome they're gonna have to blur it out right yeah, it's yeah. like the they always talk about uh that uh abraham lincoln animatronic at disneyland where it used to have red hydraulic oil and one day it malfunctioned and <laughs> see this That's is why unpleasant. do you remember that thing when youtube started banning robot combat videos because of it was animal, animal violence and this yeah, is this yeah. is this is literally it we're gonna need john bennett's redacted signs all over it yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dear me yeah well the next fight in the episode that we saw was yourselves but they also cut in the two YouTube fights first. Yeah. Uh, so we'll do we'll do them very quickly because they weren't that long. First okay. of all was Captain Shredderator and Rotator. This was awesome. Victor doing Victor Soto things with the wedge. He and... split the shell. <laughs> I think the, the, the shell. The shell is the teeth utterly... go through it. I can't. I can't remember. No. Well, 
both of the teeth ended up outside it, so whether they went through it or not, I don't know. But one side of the shell where a tooth was is just cracked top to bottom perfectly and starting to overlay itself. Uh, and you can see it just as it turns slowly, as if it's just died, and you just see it, and you go, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> and then I you think... see the other side, and it's just ripped the tooth out completely. I think and it Shred took... did die. Like, it, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was dead dead at the end. Like, it oh was, yeah, yeah, yeah. The lights were completely off, nobody was home. Yeah. And it did damage to the upper deck. It did. It's, it's, it's the done spikes what? or the sort of spike strip type stuff on the corner of the two, um, where the two screws meet in the middle, and just tore that off slightly. It was crazy damage. So that's a bingo square. Mm. Yep. Uh, yeah, that is that was impressive. Uh, that it's kind of funny because uh, King of Bots, you know, we were talking a little bit about that. This is the second time we've seen a Shredderator shell. Uh, you know broken yeah. mm. uh and because there's an untelevised king of bots fight that uh Ooh. yeah you know a little bit of a <laughs> behind the scenes the, thing. Wiki, yeah. the wiki readers have gone crazy now all of a sudden uh -oh. you know? <laughs> uh -oh. they're after you well i i hope not to i hope you know brian wasn't trying to keep that secret but uh uh yeah he had a fight with the huntsman untelevised right so that's the uh, and... the axe bot from australia isn't it right right with the inverted uh wedge yeah so now, that one really looks like a boat, Sam. It does. Uh, right. I'll have to no, show you. Right. Yeah. I know what it is. Yeah. I know the one. <laughs> uh, and so. that split the shell. I, I again, you kind of see it here. Captain Shredderator split the shell, right? Okay. Like, the energy level of Captain Shredderator is way up there, and so depending on how it's welded, how the heat affected zone is interacting with the rest of the shell, it creates a point of of failure, and so that's like. That's what happened. I actually only saw the aftermath. I didn't get to see the uh, <laughs> the fight, but uh, yeah. Well, of course, so. this this fight as well also has consequences for yourselves because you end up fighting Rotator next. Mm. Um, what did you think? I think, um, like horizontals, Tantrum is not as worried about taking big hits to our armor because it's mounted so well that we sort of want to absorb that and be mm. able to return it back to our opponents, but rotators a little nifty and that sort of we don't know which way they'll start if they'll start down or up and i personally was quite anxious that if they started up if they happened to sort of get up a little or hit themselves they could really knock tantrum's weapon even when it was sort of back behind us and we wouldn't be able to punch and so um i tried to do a little um spying and walk over and see sort of maybe where on my thigh or my shin um their blade was it wasn't very scientific and we ended up <laughs> not welding anything to the armor but um i do believe we chose our tall armor configuration to go against them just to be safe um yeah but i was not i was yeah we'll see <laughs> interesting it, it, the thing they're, scary. Well, they're scary they're yeah, scary they're they're a, they're a control bot like I think they're a control bot with one of the best undercutters in the sport, right? Yeah. And so at that point, you have to fight Tantrum, which is also a control bot, right, at its core, uh, versus Rotator. And so uh, it, it was a scary matchup that we knew was coming up, uh, and I had no idea who was going to win. <laughs> So you, you can have a few of like a confidence level and it was like 50 50 right this, nuts, this one right? is a real coin yeah, toss we, I, i'm not looking forward to the predictions yeah we do our own prediction pool and this is the kind of the one of, of, of um denada but i think i have backed rotator which is a bit you know shameful for me how to dare say. you i know how i know dare you. it's like it's an, 
for, again, for those that have listened for a long time will know this, but like we last year spoke to Aaron as well with with Tantor, and we said to his oh, face, again, oh, "You're going to lose to sword plays." And, and then... Okay, so so what are you saying right now? Are you saying so, so he? What, are you what, saying? what Sam is saying is that he will publicly apologise next week if uh, if Tantrum beats Rotator. Yeah, okay, again. I'll do uh, it. I will again. do it. I will do it. It's. it's I'm not saying who I'm thinking is going to win because I haven't thought about it yet. <laughs> but, okay. I, but now you can't say rotator because you'll have to do it too. <laughs> I, I shall remain uh, neutral. I'm Switzerland, and that is where I stand. Oh dear. <laughs> I, I think this position is quite fun to be in for me. It's really <laughs> perhaps underdog, perhaps um, underestimated. Uh, Tantrum, I think, has always been a little bit of a sneaky underdog, so we'll see. It's interesting, because this is a fight that you could have ended up having last year had the judges' decision against Endgame gone differently for Rotator. Um, and it was so close yeah. as well. It was a really close, yep. close fight. It would be interesting yep. to see how you how you deal with it. I'm excited. That's, let's, you know, let's say that much. <laughs> It'll be a good one. Um, yeah. Next up... The other YouTube fight, I mean, this is like the worst draw possible for Ice Wave. I mean, Bullying. it's it's just, we've said Whiplash deal with Bloodsport, and Bloodsport spins up an awful lot faster than Ice Wave does, and yeah, the, the result like is... Take, I'd yeah. like to take you back, before we even discuss this, to 2015-2016, I can't remember which. Splatter mm. is a reserve bot, and one of the big names that they have to defeat to get in is Ice Wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take it forwards to now. Here they are beating Ice Wave. <laughs> yeah. On on merit and you know, the shoes on the other foot now. Ice Wave is the kind of the lower ranked machine and Whiplash is the established It's, it's really showing sort know. of the the era of Ice Wave and, and where it came from is sort of now starting to s- slide away. Um right. which is a shame. Yeah. Mm. It's a, it's still a wonderful robot. I love it so much, but I think it may have now had its time. I think there's there's one solution to this. You know, make it full brushless and, you know, do the whole, you know, underneath the skin and then just stick a massive, like, petrol engine on there to make all the noise and just don't, don't have it connected to anything. Just just rev it up throughout the whole <laughs> just fight. Just rev it up. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> all... <laughs> right, right. It's the decoration weight, right? You get 10 exactly. pounds for decorative yeah, weight. Yeah, so. there you go. He's not spinning, but I can hear it revving. <laughs> it's, it's disconcerting for me, <laughs> that's for sure. There's so much smoke coming. Is it on fire? No. It's just... <laughs> You know, well, you know, I, I, Thomas the Dank Engine had a little boiler in it and started puffing smoke out, so maybe maybe right. Ice Wave can too. You know? Right. Uh, just wait for the moment where the, uh, you know, the Ice Wave uh, rotator rematch happens. He decapitates <laughs> Ice Wave again, and he still yep. keeps trucking. <laughs> still, oh, yep. oh, oh, he's still going. What's going on? He's still yeah. going. Um, I this... have now reached my final four. <laughs> <laughs> this fight wasn't really much of a fight. As much as I... I was kind of there surprised how long it lasted, though. The fact big that... first hit, and yeah. I was concerned that Piano Teeth was really starting to hinder them mm. by getting stuck downwards. But they did manage to catch a seam and get them back up, ready mm-hmm. to go again. And from there on, it was all whiplash all the time. Yeah, poor Ice Wave. But whiplash... I did expect them to go up onto the upper deck instead of ending up upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, one of those fights where it's just a horrible draw for Ice Wave, unfortunately, but. This is indeed a story all about how you can finish the rest of those lyrics yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fresh Prince fans rejoice. Now, let's talk about the other fight of the season contender. It's yourselves, Tantrum and Gigabyte. Where do we begin? Where do we begin? Talk, talk us through the kind of approach and expectation of the fight, because I think it didn't really go as anyone expected. <laughs> Yeah, I, a little bit behind the scenes, I guess. Um, 
is I think one of the posts in the arena actually shot up unexpectedly um, as we were counted down. Is that the timing? Is that no? Yeah. Out? So or it was like uh, a soon. There may have like been a false started. start. There was a false yeah. start. We'll get to the false start. Ginger, do you want to run through the like what we were feeling before the match started? Yeah, in sure, general? I can yeah. that first. Um, yeah. I think Gigabyte is very scary. I know we've been saying like just hit us in the face. We don't mind. Like we want to absorb your energy. This, this ain't um, a normal spinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so the stakes are different. Um, but again, that's sort of like our playbook. So that's what we go with. We had the wedge out ready to take some of that energy. And um, as you sort of saw in some of the post fight uh, pictures, holes, just tore holes <laughs> through the arm. It was shocking. I'd never seen anything like that. Um, like they literally were like a tool, like spun up like a tool and cut into us. Like it was shocking. Like they were literally, I don't know. I don't know. It was just, it was really exciting to see those pictures afterwards. Um, but like I I think Alex um, would, sp the, the playbook is the same. You sort of start, start slow, keep your weapon protected up in the back of the robot, drive into them, control bot, push them around. I think full body spinners need time to spin up. And so if we can sort of get them spun down, absorb that energy um, and have them sort of in our grips, um, then it's an easy fight from there. But sort of the beginning of the first half is very, very important. And Alex, maybe you can talk about why that uh, was a little... A little sketch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is a really interesting fight in that there was a false start. Uh, so as the beeper, you know, the timer's coming down, um, Gigabyte started spinning up too soon. So they started spinning up while the, before the green light came on. And we're not paying attention to Gigabyte. We're just staring at that light. We didn't see that they were false starting at all. Um, we just know that we have to take Tantrum, get from one end of the arena to the other as quickly as possible. And so unbeknownst to us, they were spinning up early. Also unbeknownst to us, the uh, solution for false starting uh, is to take all of the whack-a-moles. I'm sure you've seen those in the arena. Yeah, yeah. And they raise all of them. And so Tantrum, by the time it got from its square to that first whack-a-mole, which is, I think, like 10, 12 feet away, uh, was at full speed. And whack-a-mole comes up, and the wedge lit. That, if so you... it was kind of bent, wasn't it? And I, I, yep. I, when, I, when I first saw the pictures, like, with the, the fight photos, you, you can see it's kind of bent to the floor. I was like, has Gigabyte done it. that? Yeah. And yeah. So yeah. it wasn't Gigabyte, it was, it was one of the whack-a-moles. It was the whack-a-mole. Uh, and if you, if, you know, TV, TV magic, it was per perfect pristine, right? And then all of a sudden, if you, they, they edited it well in mm. that they, they, they did hide this part, but they uh, don't really show the wedge much until after the first impact. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, uh, it was pristine. And before our match started, as we're driving across, it was bent up. And so, mm. uh, so that was, you know, a bit of a contentious part with us. We're trying to decide, you know, is this the hill we die on? Do we tell them we're not gonna like fight until we can fix this? Yeah, flatten our we... wedge sort of thing. Yeah, and mm. so we ended up deciding, you know, I think we'll be okay. You know, it's still a wedge. We'll go in and uh, you know just shove them around the arena. Uh, hindsight twenty twenty, I kind of wish we would have stuck to that that initial gun and went and repaired it because mm. um, you know it's like two pins pull it out and pop a new one in and so we yeah. could have done it just real quick and off to the side but we decided to proceed anyway um and uh as a result of that wedge being bent 
the is you know I, I think Dylan Carey, our driver, is getting a lot more hate than he deserves. <laughs> Because uh, with it bent, and we didn't know this until after the match officially started, is that it was pulling the first, the front two wheels off the ground quite a bit. And so we were basically driving that whole match with on the two back wheels. two wheels. So here on we the are, Mad Catter again. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. And then we lost one of those two wheels. Yeah. So at that point, yeah. It was, it was, As, uh, that explains why the driving is sort of half going and then all of a sudden you're driving absolutely fine again it's like oh okay yep uh yeah and so we we uh lost against his wedge um you know i'm not gonna say one way or another if he would have been better like with the pristine wedge right if we still have if we would have beat them but he was beating us with the wedge um and so in that first couple uh interactions you know we were being held against the wall uh but you know it ended up being a nail biter. Uh, it was really exciting, so I, I I do enjoy that part of it, and I'm glad that we came out with the win. Uh, I could see it going either way, right? Mm. Like a lot there of these matches. Another coin toss one, really. Definitely. Um, for for it's me, interesting. I, I just want to get quickly. Like, first of all, I want to talk about Gigabyte's wedge because I. Oh, that's what I was about to bring up. Anyway, okay. So. Well, the, the thing was with this. I don't know how last minute it was, but you could see one of the teeth fall off before the fight. It, so like, this is I interesting. Was... This is a. An attachment they tried at King of Bots. Um, I, we love King of Bots this episode. Look at this. this we is, do. So this this, this, <laughs> this was an interesting setup that I hadn't ever predicted them using ever again because they, I think, in King of Bots managed to tear it off themselves um, and and send it flying across I the I quite area. like it. I think they should go with it. Like, I think they should try and make it a permanent thing. Cause, like, I, I, I actually like it too. I yeah. do like it too. Like make it a little it, bit more sturdy, obviously, because yeah. it, it got ripped off. But Yeah, it does seem very... As you said, flimsy. I mean, it, immediately as they do the robots activate, they drive forwards, and one of the wedges yeah, goes. Yeah, nope. it just falls off. <laughs> um, they got to fix that part. But the 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 you know, I think it is a good engineering decision to actually have the entire thing leave the robot. Yeah. Right. Mm. So you know, it's it it comes off as flimsy, and it is damage points in our favor in that mm-hmm. match, right? Um, because it is objective damage, but. Uh, sometimes ablative things, sometimes things that you when when they break. Like you look at the failure mode, right? Mm -hmm. As an engineer, you look at the design failure mode analysis. And in this case, if that wedge gets bent up, then it also takes out their weapon. It does. So the fact that they broke off is is quite a good thing for them. Correct. The next thing I wanted to talk about, there was one moment. Well, first of all, the the fact that Gigabyte fits perfectly in the kind of little lip thing that Tantrum has at the front was very, very... It sparked a lot of joy, let's say that much. And you kind of have them against the, the upper deck... And you spin the weapon up, and I'm thinking, they're just going to absolutely detonate Gigabyte here. And you don't do it. And what what happens? It, it, it teased me so much. I was expecting a massive bang, and there goes Gigabyte. It's gone flying, and the shells come off again or something. <laughs> and and nothing. What what happens? Uh, we still don't know exactly what happened, because it works later. Yeah, exactly. Right? Right? Like, was, it works so before, confused. and it works later. And so we weren't sure. So I, I uh, the the leading suspicion, because you can actually, if you watch it, you know, slowly, you can see the chains tens- tensing. It, it does twitch. Right? It does. It has yep. a little it think about twitch. it. But... Uh, yep, I it... think uh, we, throughout the uh, season, had issues with our rails because we had the same aluminum sort of, uh, like, plates on either side of our weapon carriage, but we had made sort of new rails 
to retrofit in them. And those aluminum um, pieces were already quite potato chipped and funny. So I think we struggled with that all season, getting the sort of the slot height right on those um, rails for the weapon to sort of be able to travel because if it's too tight, it'll get jammed. But obviously if it's too loose, you don't want that either. Um, and so we were working with like Autodesk, like throughout the season to be like, okay, take a little bit more off, you know, maybe take a tiny bit more off. And so my prediction is that they were yeah. jammed. We definitely had to play some, do a little, I think, <laughs> magic and witchcraft <laughs> to get that to run smoothly at certain points. So right. I think it just got stuck and then it must've hit something or gotten out of that position. Maybe there was like a, just a tiny chip in there. Honestly, the smallest thing we were going in there with you know, rubbing alcohol with grease, with everything clean, just the tiniest little difference. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. No, and that, yeah, exactly. What Ginger said is absolutely likely. The reason is that it was just cockeyed and something, something just wasn't playing right, you know? So the last thing was, uh, I'm going to cast our minds back, Jevin. We spoke to Jake Hewitt all the way in episode one, and he mm. mentioned about um, a robot getting stuck on the upper deck, spinning up to full and then coming down and, hitting something and it was amazing i think it was in this fight because it was, my it was God, pretty spectacular what an impact I, mean. I, I didn't expect it to go at all well for gigabyte because obviously no. we've seen it when it coming pivots, off at an angle yeah yeah it's gonna hit the floor it's gonna send itself but it managed to hit the floor bounce into tantrum and then fly off and both robots went and, and, like, the, and oh gigabyte God. was fine afterwards it was great and yeah. then in the wall eventually it died which you know yeah. i kind of expected eventually but wowee i mean just the, the fact that they t- t- took the wheel out, sliced through the arm of the, the lot. We just... spoke last year, Bounty Hunters and, and all sorts, about where Gigabyte started in BattleBots to where it is now. Worlds apart. Worlds apart. The, I mean, before we weren't seeing this level of power from Gigabyte. And reliability. And now we're... Yeah, it's sending robots across the arena. There's a the wonderful shot in the middle where they go flying towards the driving booths, Tantrum goes flying towards the upper deck, um... It just uh, the, the biggest transfer of energy it's just fantastic uh, that that i it, that is one of my favorite shots of battle bots at all of all time obviously i'm biased we participated right later on you had the beyblade tantrum right spinning yeah. across the arena <laughs> just um, feeling the full g-force yeah and and yeah th- that was one of my favorite moments and you know we come back after the fight it's like everyone else on the team that's not on tantrum all the blip crew members are just like man you really had to make us sweat for that one (laughs) yeah but uh yeah seeing the uh the armor slice through seeing us both flying through the air uh is is awesome it's like uh, it's one of the downsides of having a lower energy control bot right Mm. is that you don't always get those spectacular hits but when you do like you know it takes them like what you see here right tantrum just keeps on trucking albeit you know limping along in this fight well i was gonna ask did you guys think that you'd done enough to win i Uh, go ahead ahead. i think at the end of the match i might have been manifesting a little because (laughs) i when i watched the episode i was like wow like i really sounded quite confident but you know when i rewatched the match it definitely was closer (laughs) than it looked (laughs) Um, and then how I felt, I think I just sort of wanted it so bad. I was like, yes, I think the it. fact that it's unanimous, like that was the thing that surprised me. I, I thought, okay, I, I, when I watched it the first time, I thought it's going to be a split decision. Like it's it's so close. And I think it wasn't it. it well, you say that it was close, mm. 
but it was close all in favour of Tantrum. Ooh, uh, things like 5-6, I think there's only 1-7-4? Yeah, once right. Is that enough points? Yeah. Yeah. Again, the the fight Um, cards are on Twitter and Facebook if you want to go and see them. But yeah, Yeah. I think it's uh, what a common misconception is that a fight can still be close if it's unanimous. um, Yes. And that the judge's decision can be close. Uh, This this was a close judge's decision, but all three judges agreed, which is wonderful, in favour of uh, tantrum, which means that the the judging rules and the judging guide and everything. Uh, and, and making moves in the right direction that it's less confusing and we're not getting such varied opinions of the judges that they're all able to make a, a concise decision. Right. Yeah. And there's nothing yeah. that says, you know, you have to have a... Obviously, it would be nice to have a dominant showing, but as long as we win every match, yeah, uh, that's what matters. Well, so it's, it's a, it's a, as we said earlier, it's another win for yourselves, and that's now 7-0 and for seems reasonable. Um, the only other team to have two bots... Top in 16. the tournament, in the top sixteen of the tournament, is Team Waiachi, and that was who are Hydra, a, a big name. Yeah, yeah Hydra Sun Waiachi back in twenty nineteen. It's right. huge to have two bots up here, and um, even then, like they, they Hydra obviously didn't lose any fights that season, but sort of Waiachi did. And like, yeah. is, that, is it kind of flattering for yourselves to kind of be compared to that? Because obviously oh, they, they've been around forever. Like, they, like absolutely. Yeah. Like you know, like the Waiachi team. Like, it, you, you hear this a million times, right? And it's, everyone gets sick of it. But, you know, I did watch them as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. I had the Son of Waiachi toy, mm-hmm. right? As a, you know, in my cousin's house, we were, you know, fighting robots. And we'd fight over who gets to play with the Son of Waiachi. <laughs> and, uh, like, in season three, there was a moment where I was helping, uh, uh, I think it was Reese, carry out parts to Son of Waiachi over to the welding tent because he, he had his arms full. So I helped him. And I had that realization in season three. It's like whoa like i'm here holding a robot that like i loved as a kid and you know can somewhat attribute becoming an engineer too right mm. like the, this whole uh this a path. environment mm. right this whole path like you, you know and and to see that and to now be compared to them right and to get to fight them right we got to fight fusion last year yeah and you know <laughs> the hat and <laughs> the hat <laughs> the hat uh to not only uh, be compared to them, uh, like the, what people don't necessarily realize as much is that like they make awesome robots, right? Mm-hmm. They, they Hydra is a flipper, but it does have this absolutely like awesome level of engineering put into it. And so from that perspective, like you know Jake and Terry and the rest of the family are making these cool robots to, you know, for our entertainment. And now we are also like right up there and it, it feels good and uh the hope is that you know some viewer out there sees uh us right seems reasonable robotics it sees you know ginger myself up there and thinks this is really cool i want to do this in the future Definitely. and if we get one person you know you know down the road we get you know a letter from a fan that you know we had that impact on them then it was all all worth it <laughs> absolutely definitely okay. well we mentioned Hydra. It's time to talk about the last fight of the night. And this is Jake Ewert big brain time. I Jake Ewert is a bad man because I chose Ribot to win this season and I'm really sad. <laughs> uh, God damn so, it. This is an interesting it really fight is. for multiple reasons. Let's talk first of all about the setup for Hydra. Because uh, mm. Hydra... Was was a bit cheeky, a bit cheeky in the in the pre stages, and uh, they they have to take a picture and send it to production of how their robot will look going in. 
And so what they did, they put on, on their piano fork wedgelets, but they welded them all together um, so that they would be like just a big thing to hit. And it was actually thicker than their big, thick front end that we saw last year. Um, and so Ribot's horizontal setup just bounced off it. So for, for my my thinking as well, I think Ribot would have liked to have gone horizontal anyway because they hadn't tested their self right at this point. And I feel like once the frog lid came off, it could run upside down. So yep. in this my mind... This was perfect mind, setup for Ribot. Ex- exactly. I don't think going with the vert would have made much sense because if the self-riser broke, then they lose. Thinking uh, about how hard Ribot hits as well. Yeah. The, it, it was causing some big damage there. I mean, it has wrecked a lot of things inside Hydra to the fact uh, to the point where they've had to pull it all apart to, to get it back in again. So the, all, all of the, the hydraulic pump and the, the front cylinder section has, has all been ripped out and split into multiple pieces well if you go look the... at ebay you can see all the parts that yeah yeah exactly it's just, just scroll through the damage um the, the the front of the the flipper panel came off again um the whole flipper arm itself is warped and bent it's just oh it's a mess um and ribot was doing so so well and and some sticking the, the landing on all of well. its hits like some of the impacts were like it was i've never seen a heavyweight behave the way it did because like the, it was kind of like it was like watching the Beatles. Air. it was crazy I've it was like watching norwalk like havoc it. in heavyweight scale Unbelievable. Um, and Ribot, well, now comes the should Ribot have been counted out talk. In my mind, yes, it should have done because yeah. it's consistent with the Mammoth count out from earlier in the season and the Malice count out from earlier in the season. As I have said to Sam, the fact that this is even a rule is utter tosh. <laughs> uh, if, if the robots still work, keep fighting is my mindset. Just because it's not going to be a good fight, then oh, it's just absolute rubbish. And- but. The fact that it is a rule and that they have been somewhat consistent with it. I mean, again, I, I had big problems with the Mammoth Tombstone count out mm-hmm. uh, to the point where I've just become completely desensitized to this one uh, because this is it, it's the same thing. We're, here we are again, except Hydra was still moving fine and mm. Ribot weren't. So apparently also it took 60 seconds to get that count out started. Mm. Um I, so I I disagree. I it, per the rules, right? It's 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 controlled movement in hmm. in a direction, right? And and it's they were one of those controlled things, in a direction. They were controlled in a direction, and so like if your robot, whether it's wobbling back and forth to get over there, mm-hmm. right? Like there's no th- nothing in the rules. Your robot could do that intentionally from the get go, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's nothing in the rules that says you have to look good doing it. No, right, you yeah. can have this. I have, you know, look, look at Rex. Right, did Rex get counted out at the very beginning of every match? <laughs> right, right. And so, in in my opinion, if you are showing like the test, right, like the, it's not an official test, right. But like, if you were to say go to your square, if you can go to your square from somewhere in the arena, does it matter how long it takes, sort of thing? It does. Yeah, I think that it, it you are still con- showing controlled movement, and I well, hope I... that they do get rid of any crab walking rules in the future. I like the idea of uh, Spotlight coming down over the robot, and this is something that many people have suggested. Spotlight comes down over your robot. If you leave that spotlight, you're fine. You're still right. in the fight. If you don't right. fully leave that spotlight, you can be counted out, or you are counted out. Well, my two cents is that you should get a tap-out button, and the match Ooh. goes until the tap-out is done, or you are, like, the, if at zero movement, I think you should get KO'd. Yeah. Right? Mm. Zero movement, you know, nothing happens. If you don't show any movement whatsoever, like even if a Shremek is moving, I don't think you should get counted out, right? 
I think that once you're at the point where zero movement happens, you get counted out. Otherwise, you have that little button. You can always press that little button and end it. Mm. But that that's my take. I don't know if other people agree, but uh, I think that you should have a tap out button because uh, also the thing that you have to remember is that like if you're in that state, right? If Ribot is in that state of just wobbling back and forth, you're like if Hydra is positioning themselves, if they are being aggressive, they they're going to win the judges. Advantage. Yeah, mm, yeah, they, they have they have the advantage. Yeah, so they win the judges match no matter what. So I think Jake said it during the fight. He was he was pretty wrecked, didn't he? He said afterwards. I think yeah. I don't I really understand. I mean, I hope that the crowd booing was purely him being the villain of BattleBots and not the result of the fight. Because what's he like? What was he meant to do? Like, I'll, yeah, that, there was nothing he could do. Yeah, about that you're not going to engage. Like, Ripot's Ripot's very refs, dangerous. <laughs> you know, the refs right. chose to count out Ripot at yeah. that point. They saw it as crab walking in mobile. Yeah, however they're defining it these days, and and that was that. Um, mm-hmm. The the rule is trash. Get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm just gonna go and cry because I think that makes us all three of our predictions yep. for the start of the season, Jevon. I, 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 I went last 32. week. Hype shock. And <laughs> you and Steve, Steve this week. week. Ribot, uh, Gigabyte. So long, farewell, the design. Team seems reasonable next year, I guess. Well, I mean, we're, this we're, is the thing. So <laughs> now that Hypershock is out, oh, this this little boy here is is everything to me. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Apologies to the tantrum, but I won't take it personally. Well, I was going to say, as much as I think Rotator will win, I would love Tantrum to go and win the whole thing. Now, this this is I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm now you're just hedging. Now you're just hedging your bets. I'm wearing the t-shirt. I'm wearing the t-shirt. There you go. You yeah. see. Oh, okay. <laughs> the thing is, so, if both Blip and Tantrum make it through to the round of eight, it will be the first team ever to have two robots go through. Mm. That that would be amazing to see. That'd be yeah. pretty damn incredible. I mean, there is there is obviously a path where you may end up fighting each other in in the semis. <laughs> uh, from the get go, at, at the round of thirty two, the they already started asking us. You know, you might hit each other. Like you might was, have to fight. I was going to say, like, what, what what was your kind of thinking? Like, let's let's play again the hypothetical. Yeah. Who wins? How how easy would you go on each other? Because obviously the the prize is a result in the final, right? Like, do you kind of have a unwritten right. rule of if it stops working, just do not touch it anymore. Like try and save as much power as you can. Like what's what's the what's the, uh, the so protocol? here's where we where we kind of landed. Like because there's yeah, obviously you're fighting each other. Like how do you how do you go forward? If we are gonna get matched against each other, we are an open book in that we will discuss how each robot because like we already know all of our configurations, obviously. So yeah. we're gonna say okay, this configuration that beats that, this other configuration beats that, like go through that whole process but that ultimately the like team leads would just decide secretly like we'd just be like kind of like a rock paper scissors game right decide this is what we're going to run and just treat it like a real match because like the the fans deserve that right we're not gonna take it easy just because we're trying to preserve parts right and be strategic about it necessarily because we have parts right we uh and so again the fans deserve the match that they want a proper fight a proper fight, right? Whether and you so, fight, or whether you fought or not between the two bots, who do you reckon, like before the season, who would you have said would win? Oh, Tantrum. Tantrum. <laughs> Tantrum. Yeah. And, and who would Aaron say would win? <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. I think that this is another sort of tongue-in-cheek answer. I think production asked us a few times, like, oh, you know, are you going to fight Blip? Like, what do you guys think? And mm. the answer I think we always gave is yes, but like in the finals. 
in the yeah, finals, well. whatever you will. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously the way the bracket worked out, that's not Semi-finals. That, that'll do. It's close enough. Yeah. Um, that was our answer. Before we round off, the last thing I wanted to do is uh, suggest a merch idea. <laughs> oh, okay. So, you know, Hello, dragons. I'm, Today I'm, I'm going to be. I'm wearing, I'm wearing a tantrum t shirt. Obviously, I have a blip one somewhere in the wash. Jevin, you have one in the wash? Yeah. I have the poker chips. A friend of the channel, Charlie Hubbard, had a great idea. You know those kind of invertible, like, octopuses that have the angry face and the, and the happy face on either side? <laughs> Can we have an orange, an orange angry face tantrum and a, a blue happy face blip? Oh. Reversible octopus. I know exactly what you're talking about because my roommate has one that she leaves on her door handle to let me know how she's feeling. Make it, make it happen. So Come on, this is this is the, the the ultimate goal of what you know. Robot combat merch is is a, is a reversible octopus. Yeah, the, the rusty plush is happening. So now we just need the the tantrum to, blip. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, no promises, but we will bring it back to our team. <laughs> Excellent. I know right. Charlie will be happy because he, he, you said it to me. I'm like, oh my god, that's genius! Like, why, why has that not happened yet? <laughs> I wonder. Maybe we can do like a limited edition release on eBay or something of like ten I, or twenty. I would plushies. buy one in an instant uh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll we'll look into it. We'll look into the details. <laughs> Excellent. <That's... laughs> thank you for your recommendation. No, that's my that's my pleasure. Like Charlie, he's he's gonna. Yeah. Be thank very you, Charlie. Happy. Thank you. <laughs> well. With that said, that's everything wrapped up. And Alex and Ginger, thank you so much for your time. This has been a, a real joy. And uh, hopefully, I hope I'm wrong next week, and I hope that Tantrum does beat Rotator. <laughs> we do too. We do too. <laughs> but with that said, I have been Sam Elliott 64. I have been Walter Woodrow. I've been Alex Grant. I've been Ginger. <laughs> and myself and Jevon will see you next week. And hopefully Steve for the round of 16. Woo! We'll see you then. Oh god, Thanks it's coming. <laughs>